Good morning, folks. Uh, joining me this morning at the Virtual Reality World Congress is Mr. Graham Breen. Graham is the program manager, EMEA, uh, at Virtual Reality for HTC Vive. Just had the privilege of actually trying on and uh, testing some of the Vive software. And frankly, folks, it really is as good as everybody else is telling you it is. Absolutely staggering platform. Um, HTC has pushed forward into new territory with its VR platform. Historically, probably best known for phones and tablets, uh, HTC's core strength lies in hardware engineering and in integrating that with complex software systems. So it's well-placed to move uh, with the platform shift that is arriving with the onset of immersive VR. And it has quickly become one of its primary players. The HTC Vive is widely regarded as being the current technological leader in the immersive VR space. And whilst it is a very tech-heavy platform to get into, requiring some serious tethered computer graphic power to run, uh, it is also positioned as a best-in-class product in what is shaping up to be the second coming of VR in the consumer marketplace. Graham, thank you for joining me for a chat this morning. You must be delighted with the reception that the Vive is getting. How busy are you right now? <laughs> um, it's a good kind of busy. We're taking the Vive around, I mean, a good example being here today at VR World Congress. We're showing it to a really engaged audience. I mean, you yourself were saying, uh, and it's been pretty similar, people are really enjoying what they're doing there. We're also working tirelessly at the moment, getting Vive actually into real people's hands. So getting it into retail stores, um, obviously selling for our online channel as well. So it's a busy time, but it's a good time. It's a really exciting thing to be part of at the moment. Indeed. I, I read a recent interview where you called VR an amazing opportunity to build something that can completely change how people interact with their world. Can you elaborate on that a little bit and talk about the kinds of opportunities that you expect the, uh, the Vive and VR to bring us over the coming months and years? Sure. So probably some good examples are actually what some of our partners are doing. So a great one is, for example, Audi actually developing a car configurator. They showed it actually a couple of months ago at CES. So rather than going into a car showroom and walking around a car in that sense, it's up to somebody to decide, I want this style of car, I want it in this color, I want the interior to look like this. And it's a completely different retail experience. And that's just one example from one industry, but that can go across a lot. And it could also be other areas as well so anything from for example healthcare through to education so much easier to learn about something if you're fully immersed in it rather than sat in a sort of a stuffy environment of a classroom it could be anything really wide-ranging the key limiting factor actually is the imagination and thinking what you can actually use VR for and how you can use it the thing I noticed uh, immediately uh, with your tech demos is Everybody talks about immersion in virtual reality. The beauty of what you've created, it seems to me, is the immersion is almost instantaneous, and the pleasure and, and satisfaction that, that, that you derive from that, from not having to overcome the technical obstacle of the game. You know, like uh, a lot of the time you pass a controller to somebody, they spend the first 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out how to play the game. I, in what is an entirely new platform, spent probably 30 seconds to a minute before I started to become comfortable uh, firing the bow and arrow. And after that, I just completely forgot about what I was doing and everything else was just the experience of the game. That is a delightful experience and you guys should be congratulated for creating something like that. Switching topic a little bit though, um, can you give us a little bit of background on this product? Because I'd like to know kind of like, how long has the development cycle been? Uh, how many people are involved in creating it? And in terms of bringing the project to market really, I mean, how has that come about? 
So we've um, we've not done this alone. We're working with a partner in here as well. And Valve, Valve's history is pretty well known, but Valve have been working in VR now for a number of years. It's also an area that we were looking into as HTC. And they're at the top level meeting, getting together between HTC and Valve. It must be creeping two and a half years ago now, actually. And it was a bit of a light bulb moment from both sides. Okay, there's a great idea turning something into a real product and so on. And the two companies began working together into early iterations of the Vive and the dev kits. We first showed it publicly last year, um, at Mobile World Congress actually last February, and we had a big seven cable tether coming out of the computer and it worked beautifully, but at the same time, it still look, had a slightly laboratory look and feel to it. And we've seen that iterate and turn into a consumer product over the past 12 months. Um, first of all, slimming down the number of cables, then going wireless with the controllers, and then coming with the Vive pre-dev kit that we had at the very start of this year, where all of a sudden you've got something that you can imagine having in your living room or in your house or walking into a shop and using. So it's been iterative, but at every stage, we've really made a few key focuses. Number one is the experience has to be excellent. And when I say excellent experience, I mean, for example, in terms of tracking, enable the ability to be followed exactly where you are within your play space, however large or small you define that as. Keeping the latency down so there sh you should never run into some of the misconceptions that you can feel in VR, nausea being an example. So it's really about keeping that really high quality experience and everything else flows from that. If people love it, then developers will build from it, they'll see the potential for it. Customers and companies will actually understand, hey, this is something really cool, you can have the most amazing games on it or you could use it to sort of help your business in whatever way. So we've seen that sort of flow through and people get it, like you say, it's kind of a, a bit of a light bulb moment when you put the headset on, it's, oh wow, yeah, what a clue's in the name, it's reality. Mm. I've picked this up, I have two hands in real life. Um, although this is audio now, I'm actually waving my hands around talking to you, I use my hands, so surely you should use them in, in VR as well. You want to pick things up, you want to move things. And it's about trying to keep it as close to reality, actually, as possible, although it's a virtual world. I, I agree. I think the triumph of your particular system, I've tried Oculus, it's the controllers that are the triumph of the Vive because it creates a naturality that is beyond anything else I've seen in the market. That's the beauty. I think that's the triumph of the product. And what you've done there, it dissolves the separation between... Uh, reality and the virtual space and makes it comfortable to even reach for the controller. What you've done is make it possible to see the controller and that's a wonderful thing because you, you, you take the fear away. I think there, you know, there is a lot of fear in going into virtual reality in a certain sense because you don't know what you're going to get. In terms of price point, you guys are priced high in the market. So what are your expectations for this current sort of round of the product? Obviously, you're, you're probably already working on the next version, but what are your expectations in terms of how far do you expect this to go? I saw the video spot that you guys put out recently the single best piece of marketing that anybody's done on VR so far, being able to show it to somebody who doesn't know anything about it and, and they can get it, using that family, beautiful idea. Is that something you're going to continue with? I know you're going into retail outlets as well. Can you talk about how you see the consumer rollout going? So um, we've got Valve to thank for that, and you're right, it's beautiful. Um, I think everyone who sees that watches it with a big smile on their face. So, yeah, what we're actually doing this year, initially, of course, the sales went live went live online for HTC. 
but that's obviously step one in a far broader approach to getting Vive out there. So we're taking it live in terms of retail. So if you look across um, Europe at the moment, as an example, we've got it running. It's running currently in three Dixon stores. Um, it's also running in Harrods as well. So um, it's also run over a couple of specialists. So Scan and Overclockers both have Vive in the retail environment. We've also got a Vive running in a couple of locations in the Nordics as well. So with Web Holland. And of course, that's just the first few steps. Mm. That's going to go wider. Mm. And you can look at um, other stores, further countries and so on. It's something that is very clear is that to really get the message across about just how amazing it is, words probably don't do enough. Once you experience it, it's more than a thousand words. So if you let people have that experience, it kind of, it, it's worth its weight in gold for them. I think you're going to create a lot of brand spokespeople by putting it in, in the high street. Um, you'll drive a lot of interest just purely by doing that. What are your expectations in terms of, I mean, how is the product rolling out now? What's the current wait time to get hold of one? So if you were to order now online, it would be June delivery. So we, um, we've been fulfilling orders since last week. So the first people have received their vibes already. Um, those who order, pre-ordered, um, got an April deadline, will be receiving theirs in April, uh, and so on for May, et cetera, et cetera. But it would be currently June if you were to order a unit today. What's the um, content rollout looking like? Can you uh, give us an idea of what's coming? Uh, what's, firstly, what's available now, uh, and what's likely to be coming over the next few months? Okay, so without giving away too much of people's secrets, probably I can talk about a couple of things. One is some of the elements that we've got, actually, that we're giving for free. So you buy a Vive, you're going to get three pieces of content automatically with it. One of them is Tilt Brush, Tilt Brush created by Google, which is excellent. There is also fantastic contraption, so very interactive, very immersive, and puzzles that keep you going for hours. And the other one's Job Simulator from Alchemy Labs, which is about as much fun as you can have in VR. Um, through a range of elements um, recreated, whether you're in an office, in a kitchen, you name it. It's um, humor riddled with activity, um, and it's just really beautifully done in terms of the interaction there as well. So on top of them, um, obviously there's a fair bit of content that's already available. Um, you look, for example, a list of content and steam there's already a pretty sizable list but probably also worth mentioning a big focus over the past year from us but also our partner valve has been reaching out to the dev community making sure that a the developers get to experience and understand vive understand what's coming but also then supporting them making sure they've got the hardware to develop with so while there's a fair bit of content there at the moment we can also expect to see a lot more because it's the tip of the iceberg, really. Obviously, um, the platform is primarily driven by gaming right now. What are your plans, do you, or do you have any uh, currently for the immersive video space? I mean, that looks like it's going to be a very interesting space to play in. Uh, some of the stuff I've seen, uh, broadcasting events, sort of uh, live VR, that looks very interesting as well. Do you have any plans to play in that space? It's an interesting one, actually. We've got quite a few areas we're focusing on above and beyond gaming. Gaming is sort of the the first real people who are buying Vive at a gamers. But above and beyond them, of course, there's, uh, there's areas that Vive's going to be used. The video is kind of an interesting one in that so. where Vive really stands out is your ability 
to be tracked and to move within a virtual space and to behave like you would. That's kind of slightly different to just the pure viewing experience of watching a video, for example. There is, of course, a fair bit of crossover in there. And a lot of companies working um, from the traditional sort of video world, if you like, are looking at how they can use VR for some of their experiences. So um, I think we saw uh, a couple of weeks ago at GDC, actually, um, the Tatooine demo come out of Lucasfilm is a great example. So whilst we have some plans around that, I think it's fair to say what really makes Vive stand out and what makes great VR for us is the fact you're part of it. You're not just witnessing something, you're actually part of something. That's probably the biggest separator. It's a wonderful platform. Graham, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Really appreciate you stepping out of what I know is going to be an incredibly busy day for you. Personally, I haven't tried the product, very excited by it myself. Uh, good luck with everything you're doing. I'm sure you're not going to need a lot of luck. I think the product will literally drive itself uh, into, into the market that you're hoping it will. I hope it becomes as accessible as I would like it to be uh, as soon as possible um, because uh, it's very, very exciting. Thanks once again for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you very much. And it's exciting times at the moment. So, yeah, looking forward to the future.